Welcome to an inquiry into freedom with your hosts Ron Harlow and yours truly Alan Paul. We'll explore the who, what, where, when, why and how of freedom and its importance to human beings, social systems, government and culture. We are a free speech platform which discusses freedom and its impact on multiple subjects. These subjects include the United States Constitution, politics, religion, freedom of speech and expression, censorship laws and current events, and now to your hosts Ron Harlow and Alan Paul. All right, welcome to an inquiry into freedom. Uh, I always want to say dot com. That's our website, by the way, uh, with Ron Harlow and Alan Paul. Uh, so, Ron, uh, oh gosh, I have the sneezes. Um, I want to kind of. Wanted to kind of get into uh, uh, the issue of um, transgenders and um, the the push for the acceptance of transgenderism. That being taught to elementary school um, and preteen kids, and and the so, so that's the stuff. That's the plus part of LGBTQ OPEC plus. Uh, yes. Okay. Elemental P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. Um, yeah. that is, that is the goal. Uh, we had the big push for the LGBTQ plus. Well, originally it was LGBT. Uh, the push for, you know, accept or else. Um, and and we did. So OPEC, OPEC plus, I think, is better because, you know, LGBT and all of that other stuff is just a bunch of vowels, where, so it's not diverse. So OPEC plus has a vowel in it, so it's more diversified. <laughs> right, so yeah. There's more diversity and inclusion by using OPEC plus. Plus, it kind of internationalizes the whole vowel movement, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> I mean vowel movement. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I, I watched the uh, documentary that Matt Walsh uh, made, "What Is a Woman," and one of the things I found intriguing was so there was a uh, he had a conversation with a guy in Canada who was divorced and. Um, his daughter wanted to transition transition to a man or or a male. Um, they called him and said we're getting ready to uh, basically bombard your daughter with um, hormones, and he said no, you're not. And they kind of backed off and said, okay, well let's. Let's wait until he gets, you know, comes here and he gets on board and and we have everybody's consent. Well, to make a long story short, uh, he, he just now got out of jail recently. Um, he can't leave uh, Vancouver, British Columbia because he has to go to trial. And the interesting thing is, is that in Canada, if you do not refer to someone as their preferred pronoun... It is a criminal act. He was charged with child abuse 
because he refused to address his daughter as a boy. So he said, essentially, it would be the same thing as if I was to walk into her room and butt bash her over the head with a broomstick. That's what they charged me with. So it is now a law in Canada that if you do not refer to someone as their preferred pronoun, you can be uh, found guilty of a misdemeanor and thrown in jail. He had to pay a $30,000 fine, um, plus he's facing uh, jail time. He has to go to court uh, this month. For a misdemeanor? Uh, Child abuse. Yeah, that just seems like it ought to be a felony. Well, maybe, maybe okay. it is a felony. Uh, maybe I, I'm wrong. I, I, I only saw parts of that, and I don't remember if I saw that part of it. I have forgotten the details. So. Well, okay. I'm sorry. I, I could be wrong. Maybe it is a felony, but but either way, whether it's a maybe you know, there's upper or higher classes of misdemeanors. Uh, either way, whether it's a misdemeanor or a felony, I think that's irrelevant. I think what's relevant is that how, how do you in, – in the United States, there is a push for this. I have heard this coming from the left. If that is not a violation of the First Amendment, I don't know what is. So if I refuse if, – if somebody – if I owned a business because there was a guy on there that, that owned a business, an older guy – been in business for 20-something odd years, and there was a city councilman who identified as a woman. And he put a sign up in his, his window. It's private business. He can do what he wants. And I don't remember exactly what the sign said, but, you know, a man is a man, a woman is a woman, a man has a dick, or, or something to that effect. And the city council man, who claims to be a woman, came into his business and started an argument with him. And... uh so they went back and forth, and, um, and and it is what it is. But that's happened, and it's on video, numerous times with people who identify as something that they're not, arguing or, or basically demanding that you or I um, participate in their gender dysphoria. Yeah, they want us to play. They want us to do role play with their fantasies. Right, and and I think, l- listen, I, I I don't care what those people do. You, you, you know, it's just like the guy said. Uh, Matt Walsh asked him, "Well, what about you know Jar Jar Binks and in, in uh, <laughs> Star Wars? Was he pansexual?" And he's like, "Well, what do I care? What? Why yeah. do I even have to know that?" Yeah. Um. So so I don't care what. What a transgender person wants to do. Um, there, there's a lot more to this this documentary. It's a really good documentary. In case you haven't seen it, um, I, I don't really care what these people want to do. The problem that I have is that, you know, there's. Uh, I don't know what the estimate is as far as how many transgender people there are in our country. But it's the cool thing right now. It's kind of a fad, right, for you to be transgender. And then they're pushing it on the children in school and, and, and uh, you know, and, and even in, uh, you know, colleges and universities. 
he he interviewed a professor who should not be a professor in any university. I'm just telling you that up front, um, based on on what he said, and some physicians and and psychiatrists that he interviewed that should never ever they should have their licenses taken away from them because they're they're really really demented individuals. But my point is this: if if they start to implement things, because as as Europe goes, so goes the United States. As Canada goes, so goes the United States. We, we, we implement and we get ideas from these foreign countries that is against what our Constitution and what our freedom was fought for to begin with. So if they decide to try and push this agenda, um, which I've heard they're, they're thinking about attempting to do this, um, you're cutting someone. You're you're cutting off ninety nine point nine percent of the population's tongue. And if if they get away with it, it starts there, and then it starts to flow into other things, other types yeah. of censorship, other types of criminal. Um, so if I look at somebody and I know they're a man. And I refuse to call them a woman, no matter how they identify or how they feel that day. That becomes a crime. We're in a lot of trouble. Well, but we have to stop him for a second here and realize that this isn't the first thing that's come along. No, this, for is, sure. this is just the latest. Right. So what they're what they're after here, I keep saying they're trying to tear the fabric of society. And it, this isn't about anything legitimate. It's, it's just about trying to create another tear in the fabric. So, you know, if, if less than 1% of the population is transgender, then we have a whole national conversation going on about something that, frankly, most of us don't give a crap about. We wouldn't really uh, be, well, I shouldn't say that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. You probably wouldn't care. A lot of people wouldn't care. Some people would, um, how, how someone lives their life. If I'm a, if I'm a female swimmer, I'm going to care if there's some guy who's uh, on this, uh, competing against me in a women's swim meet or a women's golf tournament or whatever. That's a legitimate beef. Well, so so before I don't I don't mean to interrupt you, but I I don't want to lose this thought. Based on what you just said, that in the documentary, there was a a female swimmer that competed against Leah Thomas or Thompson, whatever her name is. His name, I won't refer to him as a her. I'm just not going to do it. Um, she went on the documentary, and they blacked her face out and. She said, you know, we were told, so they complained to the university about this person mm-hmm. competing in women's sports. They came in with coaches and psychiatrists, and they didn't go to help the other person that claimed to be a woman. They said, if you have a problem with it, you need to be counseled by this psychiatrist. And if you don't accept it, and if you can continue to complain, you'll be punished. So the people who didn't recognize the gender dysphoria 
or, or I'm sorry, the people that recognize the gender dysphoria and the the um, the mistreatment of regular females, biological females, scientifically proven females, were the ones that needed psychiatric help. This is what's happening in our universities. This is how these people are treating it. So it's not... Well, yeah. That, it's because they're part of the same movement. Correct. But I, I wanted to throw that in there because well, of what you that said. And that and they're not being intellectually honest. They're trying to control the conversation and limit the conversation so that the only people who can participate in the conversation is people who agree with them. So... I mean, it's just classic um, Marxist stuff. I mean, it's really no different than anything that's gone on in the last hundred years or so with any Marxist uh, descendant. No, and I think, if correct me if I'm wrong, but you've brought this up before, this particular name. Alfred Kinsey? Yeah. Um, and then there's another guy. There's another guy that goes by the name of, or he's dead. Um, John Money. Uh, so uh, I think you had mentioned Kinseyan something Kinseyan. I know you've mentioned that name before. Oh, you've got two different Kinseys going on. Okay. Well, actually three, because there's a little girl named Kinsey and Bill and all this, too. So, anyway, um, we'll forget about my Kinsey, and we'll just say that uh, there's Keynesian, which is... Oh, maybe that's... Okay, I I got those mixed up. Keynesian economics. And then there's the Kinsey uh, sex... Psychology. Yeah, stuff. and again, I'll mention it again because I'm I don't want anything anyone to think that I'm not I'm not the smartest guy in the world, and but I'm horrible with names. But I remembered something similar that you had mentioned. So yeah, real quick, Alfred Kinsey uh, was an American biologist, uh, professor of entomology and zoology, and sexologist. And in 1947, he founded the Institute for Sex Research at Indiana University, now known as the Kinsey Institute for Research in Sex, Gender, and Reproduction. The, um, the controversial thing about this guy um, is that he conducted studies on uh, male and sexual behavior um, That were very controversial, and basically, some people considered him to be nothing more than a pervert. Uh, and and he he kind of helped usher in the the uh, sexual revolution of the sixties and seventies. But there's a lot of things that people should know about this guy, and then you have. Uh, the name I mentioned along with that, which is John Money. And this guy is no better. 
Uh, he was uh, a New Zealand psychologist, sexologist, an author known for his research into sexual identity and biology of gender. Um, he was the first, one of the first researchers to publish theories on the influence of social constructs of gender on individual formation of gender identity. So this guy, he was around a little bit longer than Alfred Kinsey. I mean, he was born in the 20s, but he lived until 2006. So you're right. This this isn't something new. Right. Uh, these theories, these ideas, these fantasies, um, uh, they're, they're not new. They've been around for a while. Uh, but but one of these guys, and I think it's John Money, <clears throat> actually did studies on uh, three-month-old babies. Yeah, I mean, a and, lot and, of this and their ability early, like what they were doing at Auschwitz, does it not? Yeah, yeah, these, exactly. These perverts, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and, and they were, he was doing studies on three-month-old babies and how they orgasm and their ability to orgasm. Anyone, anyone who's involved in this, if you don't know who these people are and you don't understand, like you said, this is the, the way to tear apart the fabric of society, you need, to, you need to kind of look into this a little bit. And you need to understand uh, the goal here, what, what their goal is or, or what their goal was. Well, and in yeah. a way, in a way, they've been successful at. Uh, so, I think even Matt Walsh said this in his documentary, which is they would kind of be happy to see what's going on right now, and that they were successful at at making this this whole craziness a reality. Yeah, I mean. Basically, what we have here is the Marxists in our country are recycling not just them, but a whole bunch of different various left-wing stuff that's gone on over the last century, and they're trying to mainstream it. And they're not trying to force it into mainstream thought uh, in any way that's productive for society, all they're trying to do is just interject it to tear apart the fabric of the society we have. They're not trying to build or, or uh, contribute anything. So, you know, I, I, when you, I don't, I'm not familiar with this money guy. The only money I would have talked about was, was, uh, real money, you know? And, uh, I kind of think it would be a good idea for William Money to go take care of these people. You know, like, like, uh, like what's his name took care of? Uh, what was the, what was the guy's name? The gunfighter. Uh, anyway. Oh, Big, uh, Bob. Bill? English Bob. Yeah. Yeah. English. Uh, so but wasn't wasn't the wasn't the sheriff's name in that movie? Uh, it's played by Gene Hackman. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, wasn't his name? Bi- Some wild Big Bob or what? What did you say his name was? Or are you talking about somebody totally different? Hello. 
Are you there? Hello? Hello? Yeah, it's I was, me. What happened? I have no idea. <laughs> you were talking and then you just disappeared. Uh, I thought maybe yeah. the FBI just, uh, maybe uh, the FBI... It's little Bill. Little, little Bill. Little. Yeah. I've, I, I was saying, gonna say Big Bill, but it was Little Bill. Yeah. Little Bill killed English Bob. Yeah. And then yeah. Okay. Little Money killed Little Bill. One of the so, one of the best. But, uh, see, that's way more interesting to me than these little uh, perverts that are trying to have sex with kids and they may want to normalize pedophilia and all of that stuff and and Joe Biden taking showers with his daughter and all of that I mean yeah. well these are these I are left wing these are left wing people these these two people that I've named and their ideas were that it is okay for a older person to have sexual fantasies and and potential intercourse with young males and females. Not to mention the fact uh, that they were, you know, playing with this, 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 this uh, uh, phrase that we hear all the time, which we hadn't heard. I'd never heard of social constructs before. Oh really? I'm okay. And 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 this is something that they pushed for, you know, social construct, and um, you know, it's it, it it all ties into the the social justice and environmental justice. All those things intertwine, uh, even though they may have different labels. They all are are trying to get the same. Uh, Result, which are is what you were talking about, the destruction yeah. of of our, the fabric of our society. Uh, I think it's pretty well. I think it's pretty well known uh, that the left despises our constitution. Um, they they may not claim to, uh, but but I'm I'm pretty sure you can if you're smart, you can read between the lines. Well, they do. It's just that, how do I want to tackle this? First of all, a lot of this is, kind of, is rooted in the Frankfurt School and their deliberate plan on how to undermine uh, modern societies and industrial societies, mainly us. Um, that's all this is, is it's just a continuance of their plan. They're just recycling old perversions and trying to mainstream them. Um, as far as us in the Constitution, well, <laughs> I have to divert, I have to divert the flight momentarily. <laughs> there, there's this, you're, you're talking about this guy in Canada that's in the film. Yeah. And he's in jail and, you know, the kid and everything and I, I can't help but think is is this Shatanoof the pop, you know? <laughs> the, that's my name for whoever this guy this this illegal alien living in San Francisco, you know? 
his last name is Depop, David Depop. Yeah. So I, I just made up his father's name as Chateauneuf Depop. <laughs> I mean, it's one of my favorite French wines. So I, I just really love that name. So that's going to be his name, whether it is or not. And for, for purposes of my story here that I'm making up a significant number of details about. So, um, Chateauneuf de Pop's son is illegally living in a in the United States for Lord only knows how long. In a bus. In Berkeley. Mm. Okay, so he's living here illegally, and he's a nudist, which is fine with me. That's, I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty normal for San Francisco. Well, yeah, I'm like. Of all the things there is about this guy, that's the one people keep repeating. And I'm like, you know, that's the one thing that I'm pretty much okay with. I don't care. Yeah, so, uh, Western society is completely different than... So I spent, uh, you know, my part of my military career in Europe. And, you know, they, they have nude swimming pools, nude beaches. It's not a big deal. I grew up, my mom being from Holland... Um, most of the time, I was naked. I mean, we would go when we lived in Illinois. We would go to the to the lake, and I ran around naked all the time as a child. And and so there there are things in in our society that that are taboo. That to me is not such a big deal. If you want to be a nudist, listen. I I think there's a time and place for everything, right? Um, in, in the, in the documentary, there were two guys standing on the street corner in San Francisco and they had on, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but they were basically naked. The only thing that was covered was their, their Johnson. Right. And, and that's normal for, for, for that area, that part of the country. I don't, yeah, I don't, I have don't, any, I don't, I don't care. I, yeah, really I don't know. I think it's the most normal thing about this guy as far as I'm concerned. Well, so the, the point is no. this. He he asked them, you know, do you think that maybe this might affect children? And and so there, what I mean by a time and place for that, I, I don't think you should be standing on a busy street corner looking like that. I think there's a time and place for that. If you want to do that, th then by all means. It's the same way I feel about LGBTQ, OPEC, OPEC plus, and 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 transgender. I don't, as a conservative, and this is going to shock a lot of people, even uh, fellow conservatives. I I don't care. You you yeah. have the, you have the basic rights, the same rights that I do: life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If you want to choose those, make those choices in your life, then more power to you. What I have a problem with is that you want to change society as a whole. You want to force me into accepting or, or believing in something that I don't accept or believe in. If you want to do that stuff behind closed doors, then you go do what you want to do. It's none of my business. You know, back well, in our day, Ron, yeah. we used to have that thing that, that we don't have anymore, which mind your own damn business. So it's none of my business what, what somebody does. The, the problem is, is that it's forced on us through media, social media, through, through our government, which has no business in any of that whatsoever. That's not their business. Their business is not to tell me that, that I have to address somebody um, as their preferred pronoun. That's, that's not the government's business. 
That's yeah, my personal also not their business to, to, send, to send me a subpoena to testify in a trial, and if I and I can't wear a gun and I can't and I have to wear a mask. I'm like, no, nope, sorry, no. Well, I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to participate in your little fantasy, right. whatever it is you have going on, because the Constitution doesn't end at the courthouse steps. That's where it's supposed to start getting enforced. Right. Or, or disputes getting resolved. So anyway, back to my story. So we have this guy who uh, all of a sudden he's, uh, you know, well, I guess I ought to just shorten this here because I need to make sure I don't get distracted in what I'm thinking about. Real quick. Well, but this so, is a topic I thought I wanted to talk about as well. Yeah, so. yeah. So, but it just conveniently folds into something else. So, to the point here is that, you know, this guy from Canada is living here illegally. He's an illegal alien. He has kids. He's he's uh, mentally ill, just like these school shooters are. Only he's armed with a hammer. So you know, I haven't heard any. Have you heard anything about stopping the hammer violence in the country? <laughs> I might have missed this part, but he he went to Pelosi's house, and we all know Nancy Pelosi has a screw loose, at least one. So does her husband. So, but why does she show up? If he's got to fix the woman with the screw loose, why does he have a hammer? Is that, I mean, isn't that evidence that he's insane? Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So why bring, why bring a hammer when the, when the tool you need for the tool is a, is a screwdriver? And yet we don't know if it, yeah. So at any rate, so he's beaten on, uh, uh, Pauly P with this hammer. After so, the cops show up. Yeah, afterwards. Which is a, a little odd. Also, at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So he, he they're both holding all the he's hammer. wearing is, and they can't seem to get their story straight on the facts. So I don't want to start casting any more aspersions than necessary. However, what I find quite interesting in the police report and yet and yet again we have to remember that this paul pelosi guy was involved in another incident just a couple of months or so ago drunk mm-hmm. and drunk yeah and and everyone tried to cover it up and else a lot of the details are still missing mm-hmm. but someone was riding with him in that car and yet we know nothing about it so and, and we also don't know why they Isn't waited it? several hours to run a, a blood alcohol on him. And and yet this guy who tries to hit him, with, or who does hit him with a hammer, they're throwing the book at him for uh, basically an insurrection, I would think. And yet uh, the, you know, the, the Justice Department or Injustice Department is all over this guy for hitting this guy with a hammer. Even though Pelosi is is not a member of Congress, his wife is a member of Congress, and she was she's in Washington D.C. clear across the country. I I don't even know yet if she has returned to San Francisco, but this attack happened while she wasn't even in town. So 
they're just all over this guy because he's attacked a, a political figure, basically, even though he's not in politics. He's made tens of millions of dollars off of insider trading information because of his wife's position in Congress, which is what we all ought to be mad about. And maybe that's what he was there to talk to Nancy for. So, but at any rate, what we've got is this guy, the police say that they get there, and this guy, Dave, who Pelosi, when he called it in, referred to the guy as a friend of his named David. Mm-hmm. Now, now, how on earth did he know that? Well, how did he know? So, so first of all, let me start by saying I have a criminal justice degree. Uh, yeah, I know. I was going to make use of that for a minute. Uh, all right. And... But that doesn't make me an ex- expert. Never, I've never been in the law enforcement field. Uh, I would have taken a pay cut, and I'm just not. I just didn't want to do that. Doesn't make me an expert. But if I was to put into <clears throat> motion the things that I had learned about criminal justice and investigating, if I hear based on what I've heard in reports and the media and what I've read, there's a whole, it's kind of like the whole uh, January 6th bomber, you know, secret, yeah, you know, guy. And, and, and like you're saying the, the guy that was in the car when he was arrested for a DUI, we, we can identify people, um, by facial recognition that were in the the capital on January 6th. Yeah. We also have exterior photos and video of Pelosi's home and there are cameras everywhere. Not yeah. to mention she has a wall by the way built around her her exactly. her compound. Yeah. It's a compound. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. so so we have we have this guy. The police show up. At the nine one 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 nine one one call. He identifies him as David, and he's a friend. They they get there. The police get there. They walk in, and here's a guy. It, both of them, if from what I understand, are in their underwear, and they're both holding on to a hammer. At which time, when the police shows up, David, the friend, starts to assault. <laughs> uh, Pelosi with this hammer. And I was, well, I'm going to is, assume, I'm going was, to assume. This was where I was concerned about a, a very important detail. Well, okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Because, you know, we didn't get the information on the wreck. The first thing I thought of, I have to be really honest here, because the car wreck thing, I thought Pelosi was driving around with some woman. And they just made the, you know, who knows what happened to her, but whoever the passenger was in his Beamer when he wrecked it disappeared. Yeah. And they tried to cover the whole thing up like it never happened. Mm. Okay. Well, then this happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, I think of Tony Batters from Chicago, you know, Lou the Taylor knew him, you know, also known as Tony Accardo. And, uh, <laughs> 
he would beat people with a pipe, <laughs> with a baseball bat, a hammer, anything in his hands. He's going to beat him with it. He's going to need that one. So I thought of that, and I'm kind of like, okay, this is the, either the guy's husband or the woman who was in the car, or it's her pimp. I mean, so oh, honestly, or. that's... That's where my mind went. Was one of those things just so that every so that I'm honest with people who are listening. That's where my mind went. Well, I'm not saying that I'm right or wrong or I hold that opinion. That was just the first place I went. Well, this this story started sounding weirder and weirder, like even weirder than the Beamer. And as things slowly leaked out, it got weirder and weirder and things started contradicting and I'm like, okay, someone's got a story here and they forgot to stick to something mm-hmm. or they made something up and then here's, so here we are back to what you were saying. This guy, David, has a hammer in his right hand and Ollie P, he's got his uh, left hand on the hammer and they're struggling over this hammer. This is when the cops get there mm-hmm. and the other and the this David, Holly uh, P has him uh, by the right wrist uh, or the left wrist with his right hand. So one's got his right hand on the hammer, the other one has the left. One's got his left hand raised, and Losi's got that 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 uh, wrist in his right hand. Okay, so the first thing I thought of when I heard that was, who opened the door for the cops? Hmm, yeah. Because they don't have any hands available to open the door. Isn't that kind of a basic? How did the cops get in? How did the guy break in? I mean, I'm just trying to get really simple here. Because that, that's what it takes, you know, if you're going to do a, you know, solve a crime, then I'm a simple, I love to do abstract thinking, but I also love to make things as simple as possible. And the simplest possible is, how did the cops get in? How did the guy get in? There's something that's not adding up, because neither one of them had a hand for it. I mean, maybe he... Kicked in the door. Fine. Maybe it was unlocked. Yeah. Kicked through the door. Yeah. Maybe you know it's it's so there's so many uh, cameras around there, not just the Pelosi's, but everyone else. Sure. Nothing happens around there without it being on film. So, you know, maybe the guy never locks his doors. I I find that hard to believe in a shithole like San Francisco. But you know, maybe that is what happened. But it's kind of odd these two. Two grown men are at each other with a uh, wearing their underwear and and a hammer. So that just doesn't that sound really like there's a couple of really basic things that would be really easy to tell us. Yeah, and, and 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 the big thing for me is that. Uh, Go to the video. Go to the videotape. Well, yeah. Go go to the videotape. There there's probably there's probably cameras mounted on the streetlights 
in that in that part of town. Guarantee it. I mean, there are cameras everywhere. You can't go into a business or drive down the road and not see a camera. So they they can track how that guy got to that house very very yeah. easily. So here's yeah, he my have, he doesn't have a car. He lives in a bus. No, he lives over no, but if he tra- but if he traveled in a car that Paul Pelosi was driving to yeah. his home, they would very easily be able to figure that out. Here's my two theories. You ready? My two theories are this. This is an October surprise in a Jesse Smollett, Juicy Smollett, um, set up to you know because the narrative is that he's a, a right winger. And, of course, that's been debunked based on uh, if – so you're, you're talking about his home or what you would consider his home. He's got an LGBTQ OPEC plus flag in his, his – um, going into his home, flying outside his – I don't – shelter, I guess you would call mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and and yeah, then yeah. there's a BLM sign in his window. There's not a MAGA, conservative, Republican, independent running around that has those two things in their yard or at their home. It's possible, but very unlikely. Um, So that's theory number one. Theory number two is that Paul Pelosi is a bisexual and that during his DUI Incident, he had a male in his car, possibly a male prostitute, and that might be what this guy is. And that he picked him up, took him to his house. Uh, something went wrong during their interaction. Paul Pelosi threatened to call the police. Uh, this upset the male prostitute, and Somewhere, somehow, they got into a scuffle and a hammer was involved. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I don't have any proof of this. But these are, no. the th- these are the things that a an investigator is thinking. Okay, what where's the motivation? What, what possibly, how, like you were saying, how did this guy get into this house? Where did he come from? And, and just looking and listening and reading some of the things that I've looked and listened and read... Um, these are some of the things that as an investigator, okay, this could be a possible theory because anytime there's a crime like that, what does an investigator do? He comes up with theories. These aren't conspiracy theories. This is what investigators do, right? They, they have well, to, they have you know, to, to, I wanted to say something about this conspiracy theory stuff because it's already started. Right. And conspiracy theories get started because... People cover up information. Right. And we all understand when certain information is held back because it's needed for an investigation. Absolutely. But we also understand that leaking and dribbling out bits and pieces of it at a time uh, gets done intentionally to mm-hmm. direct a narrative. And mm-hmm. we also know that very powerful political politically powerful people not the owner of not the ceo of mobile oil or something but politically powerful people 
stories about them get buried when their party is in power. And it happens all over the world. It's happened since the beginning of time. And, you know, it's, it's high time. This is, comes under equal protection under the law and equal application of the laws. Is that how does he get lumped in as a, a basically an ultra mega mega uh, January Sixer or whatever you want to call it? Oh, and, and conspiracy theorists too. Um, how does he get lumped into all of that when he's a he's a radical left winger just like Nancy? Screw well, when Nancy. when the uh, so, when the shooting took place at the baseball practice uh, with the congressman. Immediately, he was a he was a right winger. I, I I don't know why anyone would believe that, considering that everybody at that particular practice happened to be Republicans. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, we've joked about you know executing people on Sundays on on live TV and stuff like that, but but if I if I if I ever considered picking up a gun and and going after pol- politicians as a as a person who leans right, I'm not going to go after people that lean right. So exactly, it's like Putin blowing up his own pipeline. Yeah, it, who well, knows that? I mean, yeah, yeah, that that's the point, right? Right. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, if I'm a if I'm a, a right winger, extremist right winger, I'm going to go after the left. I mean that that's basically the that's the basically the rules of engagement, right? You're not going after your ally. You you, you know you're not going after you're not gonna you're not gonna damage your own personal interest. So you're right that this is uh. I would still like to see the body camera footage for. I think yeah. it, maybe maybe it's been released. I I don't I don't. No no no. It's the it's the same as that St. Louis fiasco where, you know, the the cop was falsely accused of attacking that enormous kid who actually attacked the cops and got a hold of his gun. You know, if they would have released the body cam stuff right away, then they. Then we all would have known there is no excuse for these stupid racist riots that all the various leftists were putting on because the the cop was defending himself and the other guy's the aggressor. Why hold that back? Well, you know, they had an agenda going on and working hand in hand with the injustice uh, uh, department. So at any rate, you have. You have conspiracy theories develop because there's a lack of good information. Right. And and the conspiracy theory makes way more sense than the garbage story that is gradually leaking out. Um, so what do you know? Uh, how many other conspiracy theories are running around out there that turned out to be accurate? Mm-hmm. Like, like the whole Russia hoax. I mean, seriously, you, we're we're branded as a cons- conspiracy theorist, and yet, uh, wow, we were right. Well, you know, it, hasn't ha- so during 
before, during, and after uh, Donald Trump came around, the, the media was nothing but a giant conspiracy theory. They were nothing but conspiracy theorists because they pushed all these fake news stories. So, so and when they, this, and it, they used each other as sources. Absolutely. I mean, like, like I said, I think they were emailing each other. I mean, from from CNN to MSNBC to CNBC to ABC, NBC News, all of them were emailing each other back and forth of what what. Okay, this is how we're. This is the narrative. This is what we're going to push. I, I don't have any proof of that, but you can go online and you can watch the videos of how they all kind of mimicked each other. They were almost to the T saying the exact same thing. Here, here's right. here's what I think in this story, or in any breaking news story that comes out like this, the media can report on it, but they can report only what they know. So they they shouldn't say. Oh, this was a right a right winger or a left winger. They say this there here's this guy. We we don't know anything about it. We know his name, we know kind of where he's from, we know a little bit about his background. So you report on what you know and then say, you know, as the as as we've learned more information, uh we'll we'll update our stories. But 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 that's not how things work anymore. They are so uh, leftists, they're such leftists that they immediately jump to this has to be an ultra MAGA person. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the story to come along where the media, mass media, jumps on something without full knowledge of it and accuses a left winger of doing something for political gains to a right winger, and and uh, I'm just waiting for that story to come out there. That's that's a false story. Well, we kind of had because, it with, with Jesse it, Smollett. It, well, that wasn't something that happened to the right winger, though. But but that wasn't that but, wasn't a left winger attacking a right winger. No, but it was a left winger who claimed he was attacked by right wingers. They were mad. Well, this is MAGA country happens, in the middle of though. Chicago, which is let me assure you is not MAGA country and but, probably but will never be. That's my point, though. That's all we ever hear about is the right winger attacking the left winger, and then it turns out that it's not true. Right. So what I want to know is when are they going to falsely say a left winger attacks a right winger? Because I'm I'm waiting for that story to even come out, much less whether it's false or not. You know. Mm -hmm. When is it reported that way? I, I mean, yeah, they they only they only get it wrong in one direction. Is my point. They don't screw up the other way around politically. That tells us enough uh, about them. So there was uh, something that popped into my little pea brain in church Sunday that actually sheds a lot of light on all of this. Because you, you had said something about, uh, you know, we just react to things differently because you know, you'll get a little more wound up about him, and I'm a little more roll with it, or kind of whatever. And I, I realized when I heard this that it, it's not so much that I roll with it; it's just that I compartmentalize the information differently than you. Do. 
Yeah. Because I, I consciously compartmentalize things everywhere. Well, I think you're, you're I think that you're you're more capable of a you you're very passionate about what you say, but I'm more flamboyant and my passion is uh um so I, I I just I get really excited and uh you know I'm loud to begin with. No, number, number one but, I have, but, I'm hard of hearing this, so this gets this gets to the heart of it though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So because there's a there's a reason that I roll with it seemingly differently. One is that I am highly compartmentalized. I have a highly compartmentalized personality. Like like a, a pilot would be. Where if it doesn't have anything to do with flying the plane, then I don't want to hear about it because I'm flying the plane. It's it's if I'm going to hit a shot playing golf, I don't want to know anything about anything because I'm hitting the shot. Right. Everything else that's going on is compartmentalized, and sometimes I put something in a compartment and forget all about it. You know that's happened a lot, especially with having multiple head injuries, but. It's how I keep something off the front burner. So I intentionally will take something like this Paul Pelosi thing and the education stuff that's going on and the um, LGBTQ OPEC Peckerwood stuff. And they, and I'm like, I don't want to know about that. I already know what their issue is and I'm not going to waste my time. Whereas someone like Matt Walsh goes into incredible detail. Well, fine, you know, it, he wanted to learn about it and good for him. I just know what is behind it and I'm not interested in knowing any more about it. He was, so fine, good, more power to him. So when it comes to compartmentalizing, then this, this passage came up in church, which I thought, you know, I didn't know where you and, um, where you all go but at any rate it's uh first corinthians fourteen thirty-three is for god is not the author of confusion but of peace so if you stop and think about why the marxists hate our constitution and hate our country so much of our country was built upon uh, Judeo-Christian systems and beliefs, uh, starting with the Ten Commandments, and we have our Constitution and Bill of Rights, and those are all heavily based in Christianity and in Judaism. So they hate religion because Marxists don't have a religion. They are, they're anti-God. That's their religion, their, their thought processes, processes. So they hate religion and anything associated with it. I think that is the basis for their hatred of the Constitution. But they also are actively undermining the Constitution. And the way they're doing it is we all have to realize that God is not Whatever is going on in confusion with this gender stuff, that's all confusion. God has nothing to do with it. 
God has nothing to do with gender confusion and dysphoria. That that confusion is all about trying to undermine how our society works. And I have no interest in learning anything about something trying to undermine our society uh, unless it is, is a genuine point. So God is not the author of all of this garbage going on in our world, but of peace. He's the author of peace. And I don't mean peace in military. I mean a peace in how, our, how we live our lives. Humanity, yeah. Yeah, so that we get along okay. That we might have a war, but we can get along afterwards. We can have a, you know, you, you don't have for constant peace in a marriage. You have an argument, it's a little unpeaceful for a day, but the goal is before the end of the day, you you figure it out and, you, and you, you're still together and you're living in peace and harmony. You're not at war. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That's how a marriage is intended to be. Right. So that is what God wants in, in peace. So he is not the, the person who's bringing some uh, you know, if, if a kid comes home and he's got gender dysphoria and wants to be a little girl all of a sudden, that has nothing to do with something God has brought into your life. That's something that has come in based on something from man, in this case, the education system. Right. Or miseducation system. So. Yeah, it's non organic. No, it has nothing to do with anything God has mm-hmm. done. So. It's easier for those of us who are Christians to understand this. But the principle of it is, even if you're not a religious person, is to understand that that did not enter your home based on anything you did. It entered your home based on someone outside your home who's trying to generate problems inside your home. So if someone is out there is not a particularly religious person or what have you, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, the, the, the so-called golden rule of treating others as you would have them treat you. That's a good rule to live by whether you're a Christian or not. Whether you believe the first couple of commandments or, or the, the two most important commandments according to Jesus are correct or not, it's still a good way to live your life. It's It's Hard to hard to argue with it. So if you're not a Christian, it doesn't mean you can't still treat people well, right? Yeah. So, um, it, it it's just that I I think that that passage in Corinthians just jumped out at me as oh, that's that's how I filter through all of this stuff. If it's if it's completely irrelevant to reality. Why do I want to waste time on it? And, you know, if I have some time and it's a little interesting, fine. But I have a busy life. I, I'm not going to get interested in something that that God hasn't put there. He's He's got enough stuff for me to handle as it is. So uh, He didn't bring that one. He didn't drag that one uh, to the doorstep like a, a mouse was brought by a cat. That's that's from a Marxist. It's trying to tear up our home. So that's that's what I've kind of been what's been gnawing at me that I the point that I had wanted to get across. Yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense. 
Yeah. So I didn't know if that might kind of clarify that for you too or not. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. The aggravating thing to me, though, is you know when it comes to these stories or when it comes to politics or um you know the way the media portrays everything so so for example i was going to i was looking at uh looking for something when we were talking about the media and how they report uh they're they're not journalists and they're not reporting uh, fairly and and accurately. And I saw a uh, press conference that uh, Carrie Lake held in in Arizona. Oh yeah, she scared them. She she was scorched earth on these people. Oh yeah. Uh, and and rightly so because they they mischaracterized you know and re- misreported a, a situation that happened, and you know, basically said that uh, you know she broke into uh, Hobbs's campaign headquarters and and all this other nonsense, knowing that it was un it was untrue. But so I wanted to go. I was looking for a clip of that, uh, you know, because we kind of got on the the uh the subject of you know this this story about Paul Pelosi is not adding up they're not reporting it accurately they're they're making things up it's ultra maga all this nonsense and and so I'm looking at the screen here and and I just put in you know Katie uh Carrie Lake scorches reporters and and here's what pops up MSNBC, Arizona's Carrie Lake could be the most dangerous candidate this election cycle. CNN, Carrie Lake doesn't commit to accepting Arizona election results if she, if she loses. How MAGA darling Carrie Lake turned from Obama donor to a Trump acolyte. There, there's nothing on my screen that relates to what I put in the search bar. It's all negative stuff from left-leaning organizations and and so-called news uh, companies that are that are p- publishing these their their opinions. They don't have any they don't have any facts on here that that she's the most dangerous person <laughs> In this election cycle, what makes her the most dangerous person? What, like you, we we had talked about this last episode, I believe. What ex- what expert out there came to that conclusion, and what made them come to that conclusion? Yeah, Who, who's the experts that are saying that that um, that she's not going to accept the results, and that she's the most dangerous person? I I, I don't understand this kind of stuff. I mean, I do. Well, I I know what their goal is. I I get it, but but I, and I understand what they're trying to do. I just don't understand why. Why they are so hell bent on, uh, even Joe Biden, his 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 weird, you know, uh, speech and uh, with the red background and the Marines and all this stuff and. 
and him screaming and yelling with his fists in the air. You know what that reminded me of? You know, that, that there's this theory that, uh, you know, Trump's not only colluding with Russia, even though that's been debunked, but that's it. he's Nazis Hitler-like. You take, you take a picture, you look at a picture of Joe Biden standing in front of that red background stage with the Marines with his fists in the air and he's yelling. Who does, who, who's more reminiscent of Hitler than, than that? You're right, yeah. But, but, but you don't hear that. No. That's you know, they because don't. They're, they're, all, they're all the authors of confusion. That's all they're doing is they are all writing confusion. They're all speaking confusion. So, you know, what, it's kind of like the um, Hegelian dialectic. That once you get it, then it becomes real. My point is it becomes easier and more obvious. And that's where I come from as a reaction rather than a, an emotion. It's like, oh, that's BS. And I don't let it in to me. But most people don't have that listening. You know, I listen to it for what's going on underneath it. And if there's nothing, like you say, you don't get it. Well, you don't get it because it's confusion. It's intentional confusion. They're trying to generate either confusing emotions or confusing thought, but preferably both. And that's what they're doing to our society. Because we are not very up on the Constitution. We are not very up on uh, religion in our society. And we've lost an awful lot of the armor, the interior and mental armor that it takes to fight battles with, uh, with people who are trying to take over our country. Yeah, and they thrive on that. Well, yeah. So you know the Constitution. You know religion and yet even you get confused right yeah so i i probably only filtered out better than you because i'm just enough older that i'm more trained at it by the time you're my age you'll probably which is really really old (laughs) by the time you're my age you'll you'll probably your mind will probably work like a a rusty old steel trap too. I'm and getting there. I'm getting it. there. Well, yeah, but you know that's part of as we age, we get to where we are become wiser, hopefully. Oh yeah, for so, sure. So you know, but you're you when you say I don't get, that means that you're confused by something. The question is, is did God put that there in front of you, or did something from man do that? Well, I think I'm more confused by the lack of um, understanding from more people of, well, of, of of what is actually going on in our society, and 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 you know, both sides accuse the other of being the existential threat to democracy, right? Both sides accuse each other of. Oh my gosh! This is the this is the most important election in our lifetime. How many times have we heard that? Well, almost every election see, cycle, right? That's why we that's why we really wanted to do this, though, no. is because why why on earth are people so willing to buy into this cyclical BS? Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we decided that we wanted to do this was to 
to provide some enlightenment for to give people a way of thinking, which is all I'm trying to do here is contribute. This is this is how I approach it and why. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, but think of it in terms of the Constitution and of, of religious groups, principles um, or of social norms, if you want to use that language or what have you. But uh, is, the, is the confusion with you or within you or within society is that something that God has brought along? The answer is no. Yeah, for sure. Right. But ask that question, and then then get to well. Then where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. It's coming from man somewhere. It's it's maybe it's my own emotional makeup. Maybe it's the way I think. Maybe I'm not educated well enough. Maybe my friends are telling me your girlfriend's cheating on you. Your girlfriend's cheating on you. You know, you've used that example. And uh, there's other things out there, too. You know, you get enough misinformation thrown your way, lying to you, that it's easy to get sideways and, and become confused. Well, who's the author of that confusion? Am I, the, am I the author of it? Am I way off base here and I'm not paying attention to what God wants me to pay attention to? Well, that if we're all honest, that's probably it more than half the time. Right. You know, our own self-talk. <laughs> I hate to think what, what an athlete I would have been if I'd had the discipline to play sports the way I did business. So I would just get down on myself. And in sports, you can't do that. You have to be your own best friend. <laughs> in my situation, it would have been, uh, man, if I'd have put as much effort into playing sports and and use my talent the way I should have instead of putting that towards drinking beer and chasing girls. <laughs> I probably well, I probably would have played a little bit higher than than semi pro baseball or or you know competitive fast pitch softball. Well, exactly, and we all live and learn. But it it's just that we all. My only point is that we all get on our own way in life. And that is what that is what causes confusion. So if I'm reacting a certain way to something some guy says on the news or in the street somewhere or in a speech someplace, then I always ask this is from discipline. I always ask myself what's causing this reaction? Now it's hard for most people to go there. I wouldn't have, I didn't learn to do that till in my forties. Where's this coming from? That's what I want to know. Because I'm upset, I'm angry, I'm afraid, I'm whatever the hell's going on. Why is that? You know, where's that coming from? Oh, well that's because I'm tying it to something else and it, it's because we're always trying to add meaning to something. So, but it's not something that God has brought to us. We've made it up. Someone else has made it up. They're trying to get us screwed up. It's the guy who's saying, yeah, your girlfriend's cheating on you. Your girlfriend's cheating on you. Until you finally believe it. You know, and that, in this case, what we have is the mass media in our country is lying to us. They're telling us over and over again, your girlfriend's cheating on you. Your boyfriend's cheating on you, you know. 
And they've been saying it for so long, it's like Joseph Goebbels and the big lie, that people tend to believe them. So I, I would say that one of the best signs of hope that I've seen, especially in the last month, and, and especially with respect to this election that we have going on here, is that I've seen so much diversity in the Republican Party and the candidates of different races, uh, a lot more women, a lot more younger guys um, that aren't all, they're not establishment people either. Right. They're people who are, you know, I'm mad as hell at all of this and I don't know what to do, but I'm going to try to go do something about it. You know, and like the Herschel Walkers of the world, he's not the most eloquent person in the world, but by golly, <laughs> you know, I keep saying this, but I bet you that her, that him and Lauren Boebert and um, uh, who's the woman that just left the Democrat Party? Tulsi Gabbard. And, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. And I, I bet we could have a, uh, a road and bridge commission and we could figure out how to fix the damn potholes in a week. Well, that's a we great, might disagree on a lot of other things, but we well, could, but that's we a could great, fix the damn potholes. That's a great point that you make. And, 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 and who's getting who's getting more negative coverage? Terry Lake, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, um, uh, who's well, another who's another one that's, cool. that's, not been around, that's not been around? That's not been around. They just made up another lie about another thing about him—a blatant lie. Oh oh. Uh, Doctor Oz. So uh, none of these people, oh, yeah. and 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 this is this is why I use the term. I am an anti-establishment conservative. That's key. Anti-establishment conservative, because these people who have been in office forever. Joe Biden has almost been in, in office as long as I have been alive. Um, they are what's dangerous to our Constitution and to our society and to our freedoms. End of story. So so when they see these people who gets attacked the most, the people that you just named and that I just named, mm -hmm. and the right. reason, just like Trump, the reason that they attack them is because they are a threat to their livelihood. And... And whether you're a, a, a Republican or Democrat listening to us have these conversations, understand one thing, that these people will do anything and everything to keep power and control. It doesn't matter which side they are on. You know, the Jim Jordans, the um, Josh Hawley, uh, people like that, they haven't been there for that long. But P Pelosi and Schumer and even Mitch McConnell and and uh, uh, some of the others been there forever. You know, if Harry Reid wouldn't have gotten cancer, I guarantee you he'd still probably be there. Um, John McCain. Oh, if John McCain, if John, if John McCain were alive today, he would still be in the Senate. Guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been 
in the last few years, several uh, senators and, and people in Congress pass away while they're still, you know, in serving. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean that they, they, they were sick. And, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg was, I mean, she was pretty ill. Yeah. She should have stepped down. But they, but they're they're so used to, uh, and, and I'll, I'll use an analogy here. It's kind of like uh, Tom Brady, right? It, it's hard to walk away from something that that ha- has that much spotlight. Um, you know, you you have that much power and control. You're making that much money. You have the potential to make more. It's the same way with politicians. They, they can't walk away from it. Right. And it becomes a livelihood to them. And when you have someone like Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, uh, Carrie Lake, that isn't a part of your, your establishment, come along, it's threatening. And so what better way to get rid of your, your opponent than to smear them and to you know, make up stories and lies and... And get people and say that over and over again. He's cheating on you. She's cheating on you. He's cheating yep. on you. Over and over and over and over again until you, uh, eventually you go, you know what? There, there may be something to this. Yeah. And, and, and even, if you, even if it's never proven, it plants that seed, right? Yeah. That seed of doubt that causes you to, to, to maybe say, Gee, I don't know if I should be with this person anymore. Gee, I don't know if I should vote vote for that person anymore. Yeah, that's that, poison. Yeah, it, it it really is. Yeah, and well, so that's exactly that's my that's my answer. Whether it's the answer or not, I don't know. But that is my answer to why all of the craziness is going on, and that it just continues to spin around and around and around. That is why it has gone on, and we don't have enough people who are, are wise to it to say no more. I'm not going to take it anymore. Now we have enough. We have a lot more people who are saying that than I think either one of us thought uh, even a few months ago. Yeah, there are a lot of people who are fed up, and a lot of them are in the electorate because a lot of this stuff. It is, the the tables are just now starting to turn in some of these races, but I, I keep coming back to the candidates are not the chocolate or vanilla variety of ice creams to choose from. You know, we've got a pistachio and we've got a chunky walnut and fudge and cookie dough, and there's there are a lot of people way more free thinkers and the Republican Party uh, was never that way. I, I wouldn't say that the Democrat Party was either, but they certainly looked, they tried to sell us on the idea that they were like that. Right. But they still all thought the same thing. Sure. But I like this in the Republican Party to where they can have an argument that that you've got a, a candidate uh, over here who's not at all like this one over here, and yet they can find some common ground to, to work on in that party. And that we have women who, like Lauren Boebert, had a very nice business. 
Um, I'm sure she would rather be getting even wealthier and wealthier. But and, and same with uh, uh, Trump on a much higher scale. You know, it, it easily cost him a billion dollars. Yeah, but you know what? The, what's frustrating about that is, and, and you see people say these things on social media and even at our news reports that that he made you know a ton of money while he was president and it's like wait a minute you're not paying attention and and the left more so than the right um he he had to literally sign his company away and prove that like like these were this was proven uh that you know he went through a, a, a whole litany of paperwork and you know, legal mumbo jumbo, so that he couldn't still be the owner of the Trump organization, and liberal lawyers and attorneys and scholars and you know all these p- people looked at all of this stuff and said, "Yeah, okay, he he's he's free and clear." But there are still people running around saying, "Oh, he," you know. Uh, so there's this. Uh, this story going around now where he charged exorbitant amounts for uh, the Saudi prince and all those people from the Middle East that came and visited, they stayed at his hotels and he yeah. made a bunch of money off of them. Like he Biden's, over- fist, Biden's fist bumping, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So wait a minute. Do you, did you not pay attention you know that he signed all that, and and by the way, that's a private business. They can charge whatever they want to. Yeah, I'm a private. Yeah. I own a private company. Um, if if I want to charge somebody three hundred dollars an hour or five hundred dollars an hour, that's my business. Yeah. So and there's there's no law that says that you to be president you can't own these stuff either. He just did it. So there's yeah, no, there's on, no requirement that says that, oh, but to be president, you cannot have any conflicts of interest. And you can't well, it's have the same any way, corporate earnings. It's the same way know? with taxes. There's, no, there's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't be a business owner and be a president. There's nothing in the Constitution that says, you know, you have to supply your tax returns or else you can't be president. Those are all right. precedent. And we've talked about precedent before. Who gives yeah. a shit about precedent? I, I don't live by precedent. I live by the Constitution and the law. Yeah. And the Tenth Amendments. Uh, yeah. Well, that's... You, know, you that, see, if you, if you separate them, which is the goal, you know, they want this quote-unquote separation of church and state, which is also not in the Constitution. You know who I heard uh, put that the best that I've heard? I I just heard this debate yesterday. Watched it on my phone. So Charlie Kirk from uh, Turning Point, Uh yeah. He he goes to campuses and and, and, you know, speaks at, at on campuses, you know, for for people, and there was a a young person that uh, had brought up that, and he said, "You know, it's funny." He he said, there, "There's this made up, you know, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but in a nutshell, basically, there's this made up notion that there's a separation of church and state." Well, 
if there's a separation of church and state, why was the state allowed to shut down churches during COVID? Yeah. Because there is no such thing. It doesn't exist. It's a myth. Yeah. It's just something that somebody made up. It's just like this, uh, you know, this existential threat and all the, all these terms and all this terminology and these phrases that, the, that they come up with. It's just a manipulation of the language. And somebody else hears it and they run with it and somebody else hears it and they run with it. Or they shoot each other memos and emails back and yeah. forth. And they all, they all parrot the same thing. That doesn't mean it's rea- it's not based in reality. And, and it's and not. The thing is, the people who say that know very little about the Constitution and they know very little about uh, religion. You know, I, I think if you were to. So if we were like doing a. You know, some little uh, experiment, right? And let's say you or I became the the man on the street you know they have those little interviews and stuff where they walk up to people and and they'll show them a picture of ronald reagan and say who is this and they're like uh george clooney (laughs) you know they don't know i bet you if you walked up to a hundred random people on on the street and it just said what are the first three amendments of the constitution (laughs) i i I would bet I would venture to say maybe and I'm going to I'm going to shoot high here. 100 you you did that to 100 people. I I'm going to be really liberal with my answer. 3 would know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I I would say no more <laughs> Again, than, I'm shooting high. I would high. say no more than no more than 10. No more than ten. You're being a lot more generous than I am. I I don't really I don't really think that there's. I, okay, so. Well, I can tell you one thing. A lot of it has to do with where you live and those kind of schools because. Yes, for sure. Uh, I could go to my ten nearest neighbors, and uh, probably nine of them can answer that question. Um, and I can probably go to the first hundred people I see in town. Just, just if I was uh, riding a horse from here into town, eight miles away, the uh, first hundred people I see, if I ask that question, I'll bet you probably sixty-five out of the hundred. That's impress. That's impressive. But then, this is Middle America. Yeah. These are rural schools. They they may not have uh, gender studies. But by golly, you know how to read, and you know how to do writing, and you know how to do arithmetic, and you have to actually be able to recite a few things out of the constitution of the state and of the country before you can uh, pass from uh, ninth grade into tenth grade. That was still in, in our curriculum when I was in school. Yeah, it was when I was. So... That's the difference. Now, if you go to New York and you and you do that, well, I shouldn't pick on New York. Um, yeah, I will. So, New York, you ask 100 people uh, in Midtown Manhattan. Just you, you stop at, uh, let's say, there used to be a, a heliport there at, like, uh, first in York. So, uh, it's right along the river. So, you sit on the a helicopter pad and you take off and you start walking toward the United Nations building. First hundred people you, you meet, you ask that question and you're going to get about 
maybe one that can answer that question. That'd be my bet. I mean, I'll bet you a, a, a brand new dollar bill that you'd only get one out of a hundred that could give you your three uh, amendment answer. So it, I think it's a function of where you are in the country. I really do. Um, and, and New York is, is very full of people who don't care about the Constitution. And they don't necessarily care about religion either. You know, they're more interested in, in doing things, whatever they want, their own way. And uh, they want you to agree with them to affirm their reality. And some things they've got going on are pretty good ideas. Well, I'll, I'll and uh, some of them are. I'll just say this about religion. Um, we're we are one generation away from a godless society. Well, and, and we already have half, almost half the country that way. And, yeah. and people who are, think they're godly are putting up with a lot of this crap. In fact, the Pope is one of them. By the way, <laughs> is he really a pope? Well. I, I, you know, and, and, and I'm it just used to saying, be, I didn't see any white smoke. Well, it used to be that, you know, uh, you know, when you saw that, that was a big deal. You know, people used to, I mean, millions of people would stop what they were doing, you know, when they, when they ordained a new, a, a new Pope and it would be broadcast on, on television. They'd interrupt, you know, television to, to show Hey, we have a new pope, and they would announce it. It's not a big deal anymore, and and there's a reason why. Based on what you just said, half the people don't care, aren't aren't interested, yeah. they don't believe. And, Including the College of Cardinals, in my opinion. Yeah, and and I mean that. So if we lose, uh, if we lose our way religiously. I think we've already lost our way politically. Uh, it's going to take a, a long time, if it's even if it's even possible, to to repair what has happened uh, to our political system. Um, if if we lose religion on top of that, you you might as well. It, it's all over. Yeah, I've been toying with that myself. With should we really repair the political system? Well, and that's a good because, question. I, I mean, that's... Yeah, I, I'm... I'm uh, Because I keep asking myself, do you want to repair the... Uh, do you want to repair the car or do you want to restore it? Or replace because, it. Or replace it. Yeah. So, you know... Um, well, I had commented. I know. Uh, I my 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 answer to the replacement is no, because I have yet to see anyone come up with anything that's better than the Constitution. I mean, I've always said it, and you have too. That if you want to come up with something that's better than the Constitution, then I'm open to hearing it. But until until I see something that's better, I'm going to stick to the Constitution because. Mm -hmm. It really is incredibly brilliant if you look at, at how well it has held up all of these years and with all the morons who have been involved with this country. Um, it really is a brilliant document. So, 
unless someone comes up with something better, then I'm going to say, no, why would I want to do that? It, it's kind of like, well, I have a, a pickup truck. It has a 460 motor in it. Um, pretty nice old Ford. Now, it's not the same police interceptor that I had in a Thunderbird, a 74 Thunderbird, which I got from a <laughs> Kansas City mobster a long time ago, <laughs> which what had, which had the uh, engine and transmission of a uh, highway patrol car dropped in it. So, it, I mean, it had burn rubber, which uh, a huge old Ford Thunderbird doesn't burn rubber. It had a legit police interceptor uh, motor and transmission on it. So that thing was hot. Well, this thing is full of torque, but it doesn't. Well, it'll burn rubber, but it, it's not the same. But that's a great engine. I see no re no reason to replace it. Yeah. Something goes on with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna repair that engine. Uh, if at the same time, you know, the, the thing's got some years on it, um, I'll probably restore it. I wouldn't. Uh, I'll, I'll repair and replace, but I'll restore it better with something better each time I work on it. I'm not going to let it go, and mm. I'm not going to replace the vehicle. I'm going to restore it. And I think that's where I am more headed with this country of ours and our system is that I think it's time to restore us as a constitutional republic. Um, not give in. I mean, I won't give in. So, you know, I'm not going to walk away from the car on the side of the road. I mean, I'll I'll probably go down shooting if it comes to that, but um, but I don't want to replace it either. I, I think it's time that we we all stand up and say our system is the best. Enough of this Marxist crap from all over the world. All these people trying to get into this country are trying to get in because the countries they are from are falling apart because they're Marxist. And there is not a single Marxist success story in the entire world. And here you are trying to do that for the best country in the world. And let's not destroy it. So let's restore how our constitution works in our society. Even though that may be painful, it's not as nearly as painful as replacing what we have. And it's not as, re not as painful as walking away from what we have. Yeah, and, and so I, I, I may I'm, have a little bit of different terminology or a different outlook on it. Um, a friend of mine posted something the other day on social media, and, and basically what I said was we need to burn it down and start over. And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean, you know, the Constitution or... Or things of that nature. What, I, what I'm more talking about is what I've said before, which is if we have people that refuse to answer a question or, or you know, just – you can tell when somebody's being dishonest. I mean, it's not that hard that, that they're disqualified. 
Or if they're in a position, say, for instance, Merrick Garland, uh, who, who goes in front of Congress and testifies, and you know he's not telling the truth, and or you know they've they've asked for something and it's eight months later and he still hasn't supplied them supplied the the committee or whatever that's that's wanting these answers with the information that they've requested then then they they are fired and and you replace that person and if you have to go through 500 people to get to the honest transparent person that's doing the right thing for the country and and based on the rule of law, then so be it. Yeah, that's another people, way of saying that you're. I mean, you're you're replacing bits and pieces. You're replacing parts, but in the process, you're also restoring. Right, you're restoring and I think people have. I think people have to get past this this uh, idea or notion that you know we we should settle. We should never have to settle when it comes to our freedoms and 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 the Constitution and due process. We shouldn't have to hold our nose and go, "My gosh, this is the best we have." Because guess what? That's not. If that's what you're doing, no. then you find somebody else. Yeah. We should never have to. We should never have to have those words or ideas. They should never come out of our mouth, and we should never think that way. And I I think that's what's got us into the position we're in today. You brought up Marxism. Um, You know, the Democrats are like, well, well, we don't really want to, we don't really want to be socialist. We want democratic socialism. And they bring up Sweden, Denmark. And and the funny thing is, if you, if you ever want to know, you can find this information The the, the prime ministers and presidents of those countries have gone on record saying we, we're not socialists. We have socialist policies. We we have policies in our country that are socialist. Mm-hmm. Social security is 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 a socialist policy. Uh, Medicare, Medicaid, those are not policies, but socialist programs. That doesn't mean we're a socialist country, right? There, there's a huge difference there, but these these prime ministers from Denmark, Sweden, have gone on record to say, you know, you guys keep referring to us as socialists. We're not socialists. <laughs> they, they, they have they've gotten angry over this. It, it's on record. You can find it. And and they're like, stop calling us socialists. We're not socialists. Stop yeah, it. Exactly. You know, we we have we have socialists socialist programs just like you do but that doesn't mean that we're a socialist society you know they 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 have gone on record to say we believe in capitalism capitalism has raised more people out of poverty than any other idea or you know uh socialism marxism any any of that and and they have blatantly said stop it But but again, there's that he's cheating on you. She's cheating on you. He's cheat. They they just pump it and pump it and yeah. pump it. They talk like it's true, even though it's not true. Yeah, all the time. Yep. Well, I think we've uh, found a good place to uh, hit pause. Yeah, I agree. At least at least here. But yeah, I think we got that covered well.
All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll have to see what plays out with this uh, this Pelosi thing. It's very interesting, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe next time we'll have a little bit more to talk about on that subject. Yeah, we'll see. It's quite interesting. It's hard not to make fun of even more than it already has, but you know, it's like. Um, I'd like to hear the facts. Well, that's my, that's my, the whole my main point is we haven't heard enough facts. So, yeah, okay. no. Well, <sighs> I just hope it doesn't turn into a, a a Jeffrey Epstein situation. Is is what I hope, and I I I, cer- I certainly hope that we do get to hear the truth about this because if we do, it'll probably. It'll probably be after the elections. They'll 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 use this to their advantage. Um, because you know the Democrats are like, uh, don't let a good crisis go to waste. And and for yeah. all intents and purposes, this is a crisis. This is a crisis, right? Because a MAGA ultra MAGA Republican, you know, broke into a Democrat's compound. Uh, that for all intents and purposes is highly secure and has a ton of cameras, but uh, we can't right. fi- we can't figure out who it is and <laughs> and what the what the motive was. And we and we have to stop hammer violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they'll I wonder if they'll they'll try to pass some legislation on. Uh, you need a background check to purchase a hammer at Lowe's. Well, it, it could be, you know. I know of a murder case, actually. You know, because those are assault weapons. That's an assault weapon. Well, yeah. That 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 is that is an actual assault weapon, by the way. Yeah, it is. Because there was a guy in some boxer shorts that uh, used that as a weapon to assault somebody. So yeah. hammers are now an assault weapon. But we don't know who owned the hammer. Or if it was a, a fully automatic hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Did it have a bump stock on it? Um, exactly. Was there, what, there's so much we don't know. Was there a was there a, a laser scope on that hammer, or or was it a nail gun? I mean, yeah, could have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I, these are legitimate questions. Yeah, I think we'll we'll end it there. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that gives us some some things to think about and some answers to come up with for the next show. Well, we know he wasn't there for an answer. Or he would have brought a screwdriver. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's a great. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, until next time, this has been an inquiry into freedom to, uh, with uh, Ron Harlow and Alan Paul. Find us on an inquiry into freedom.com where you can email us, uh, you know, questions, ideas, threats. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Okay. All right, see you, Ron. Thanks for listening to an inquiry into freedom with your hosts, Ron Harlow and yours truly, Alan Paul. 
You can find us at an inquiry into freedom.com where you can subscribe, send us emails, and check out our new content. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Until then, stay free, America.